0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, I'm on the road with some of the intrepid Full Measure crew And while we're researching and shooting new stories for full measure, we decided to talk about traveling amid the challenges of coronavirus. I'm also going to give a preview of what I'm working on and what was the practical joke involving marijuana. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: Right now, as we speak, I'm driving in the car with photographer Brian Barr and investigative producer Daniel Steinberger. and We really thought what we would do is, because most people probably staying at home right now when you're listening to this, are not going out much and certainly not traveling much. And because we are doing some traveling for full measure for stories coming up in this coming season, season six in the fall, we thought we'd talk about what it's like to be traveling during this coronavirus crisis with a lot of new considerations and the first thing we did we flew from the washington dc airport actually dulles to san diego san francisco yes. in northern california and our company allowed us to fly first class which is not an ordinary thing
2: yay
1: <laughs> when flying five hours or less i think out to mostly, but we got an exception because they thought it would be safer considering the density and so on. And we're kind of curious how clean the plane would be. Brian, you want to first talk about what you thought at the airport and when we got on the plane?
3: I, I mean, aside from the masks, really, and the overall lack of people, I didn't really detect much difference. Um, you know, we're in first class flying out here. They didn't shower us with, you know, usually in first class. I don't know the, the very few times I've flown first class. <laughs> you know, you they'll,
1: We didn't get any goodies.
3: No goodies. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get that customary glass of champagne as soon as you walk on and um, you know, but uh, you know, you wipe down your seat, you wipe down your armrests with, uh, you know, swabs that the, the, the airline provided to us. Um, and it looked like they had you know gone over the cabin pretty, pretty, pretty extensively. Um, what am I leaving out? I mean, uh...
1: I think that was right. I mean, I think I, I thought they might check our temperatures before we got on, and they didn't. And obviously, they're strict about masks, which was good, which is fine. Daniel, what did you
2: think? Yeah, I thought I would echo what Brian said, but the one thing I thought was odd or made me a little comfortable is that, okay, everybody was good about wearing their masks, but then getting on the plane and getting off the plane, people did not do a very good job of social distancing. So I thought, you know, for people listening out there, think about that as you think about flying, that you should social distance. Not that hard, right?
1: No, but let's explain the dynamic here. I think it's (laughs) fair to say we're all concerned about coronavirus. Correct, yes. I've, I've been tested didn't have it. when I, We've all been tested when we interviewed President Trump before we went into the White House. None of us had it at the time. Of course, that means nothing now. I've had the antibody test. I was hoping I had the antibodies, and maybe I had coronavirus asymptomatically, I haven't. So we don't want to get sick, obviously, although I wouldn't mind getting enough to get an antibody without getting sick. I mean, that's the, that's the catch. But we all take it very seriously, so let me say that off of the, off the top. But of course, different personalities handle things differently. Not to mention that Daniel, our producer, has two young children at home. Brian has two children at home, a little bit older.
3: Mm-hmm. Teenagers.
1: Yeah, my daughter's grown, she's 25 years old. And maybe that also probably factors into some degree. So we're all concerned, but Daniel is definitely the most concerned. Wouldn't you say, Brian?
3: Could not agree more.
1: And we're teasing him a little bit about it, although he's, I'm sure he's doing all of the right things but it's to travel together. Let's let's say right now, Brian and I are in the front seat of the car and Daniel is masked in the back seat and he usually rolls down the window so that our potential coronavirus breath doesn't make it to the back seat, right Daniel?
2: That's right. Well, I'm just looking out for the two of you cause as many people know, it's masks about the people around you. Uh, but I also just, I think I feel more comfortable with it. Um,
1: so so we landed we landed in san francisco we've done a zillion interviews to research and start on stories we're working for in the fall and of course we wanted the people that we've interviewed to feel comfortable and one thing i was surprised we had few hiccups as a result of coronavirus now we did have one cancellation my friend mickey huff at project censored i wanted to interview in northern california and i still don't know i hope he's okay because i've I've emailed him and he hasn't answered, but he couldn't make his appointment with us because he didn't feel good and didn't think he had coronavirus, but he said it wouldn't be a good idea for him to come out and expose anybody. So we, we did have that canceled. We had Anything one, uh, else? We had one other
2: cancellation. I will say, though, we did a lot of our interviews outside, um, and I think and we had people we kind of pick the spot. Like in San Francisco, we went to Golden Gate Park, which is like their big park. And I will say that I think people were more willing or more gracious about coming to us in a a sort of a neutral setting, as opposed to going to their office or their house. Uh, Most of the people that we interviewed in San Francisco, for instance, were willing to come to us in Golden Gate Park. So in terms of scheduling things and doing things, um, you know, from a television point of view, I think that worked to our benefit. And I think it made the people more comfortable. I mean, we were very conscious of um you know brian sanitizes the microphones every every time i was going to let brian tell about the steps he took but
1: like us you know the i think everybody we interviewed had some level of concern of course about coronavirus but some more than others you know some you know one guy paced off six feet to make sure we were at least that far apart during the interview no one else did that but um that was earlier in washington Mm dc but Mm -hmm. anyway some people obviously are following the letter of whatever they think they should do and others say they really aren't concerned but they're still you know they're still wearing masks they have to do but what are some of the things that you're brian the photographer that you're doing differently or making sure to do to make the interview subjects comfortable
3: well i you know i do sanitize the mic the lavalier mic it's just like a bell pack it looks like a pager with a wire that has a mic on the end of it and um Generally, I, I would wait till the person got there, get out the alcohol swabs, almost make a presentation of it, um, consciously wipe it down in front of them, um, and then you know make sure I'm wearing my mask when I help them put the microphone on. If they're if they were uncomfortable with that, I would let them do it, and just kind of supervise it, but. Um, you know, and then, you know, we're gonna put you here and Cheryl's gonna sit over here, have those very specific conversations about how the interview is gonna get set up and go. Um, and then, you know, I don't, think, I don't think anybody really expressed any real concern, any great concern about how we were doing things, uh, but we were outside. And I think that's probably the one thing that makes everybody feel a lot better, just being outside. Um, but yeah, anything that somebody else touches, I generally wipe down. Uh, and then, you know, the three of us have been in very close contact for the past seven, eight days now. Uh, and I think anything we each have, we each have now.
1: <laughs> As Daniel reminds us, you know, yes. it's like, if you guys have it, I have it. Yeah. Thanks yep. a lot. But hopefully we'll all be safe and sound. Um, Daniel, when you were setting up some of these interviews, yeah. Did people ask? You probably offered and told them we were going to be careful. But did anybody bring it up? And what kinds of questions Um, did you get? No, I I offered,
2: and there were some people that were, I think, at at first reluctant to do an interview. Um, You know, a lot of people probably haven't been doing interviews during this last few months. But I was very, I was, uh, I was very upfront and said, you know, we're going to, we are going to practice social distancing. We do sanitize all the microphones. You know, Brian and I wore masks when we were close to the people. Um, so I, I think giving them a level of comfort going into the, the interview, I think, helped. Um, and it helped get some of the interviews that we, that we did. So
1: we went from San Francisco, where we flew in, and we we're sort of in a deserted, almost hotel, very nice hotel, but not a lot of people there. It's actually easy to travel in these circumstances. In fact, this is the first time I've been to California, I've been here quite a bit. We can get around on the freeways, of course, without thinking you're gonna get stuck in traffic for an hour, two hours, three hours. That part's nice. Then we drove to Sacramento to do some work. Then we flew to Los Angeles, and then we drove, we stayed there for three nights, and then we drove down to San Diego. And again, the hotels, um, kind of deserted, they're not doing they stopped doing room service there's no food but there was some room service but then they stopped doing that in los angeles because there was a call to kind of clamp down again while we were there do you want to say anything daniel about the condition of the hotels i mean in general i felt like they they were clean they have a let me just say one little thing they have have like a sticker on the door that says sanitized or cleaned or something and they're trying to let you know they've done extra there were like things on devices that say, Hey, we've cleaned this device right. inside the hotel. And I'm thinking, does that mean you didn't before? Because yeah. well, there's like, some kind of basic cleaning they're talking about.
2: Yeah, there's that. And I, have never used this. I know it's been around for a little while, but, um, I didn't, I checked in on my, for my hotel and I got the car key all on my mobile device. So I never really interacted with the people on the front desk in terms of check-in, getting a car key and checking out, which I thought was a nice, uh, A nice thing and uh, I don't think it's necessarily COVID related but it certainly helps uh, traveling in this time period.
1: What did you think about the sort of condition if people are doing some traveling it's very limited but what do you think about the provisions Brian when we go to a hotel that's still open and try to get food and so on?
3: Uh, Yeah I mean we haven't I think one of the one of the really wonderful things about road trips is maybe once or twice you get a really good meal in a city you've never been to a nice sit down meal uh and that of course did not happen really i mean we've had some good meals but you're not going to a restaurant and sitting down and you know having a nice glass of wine or something like that at the end of a long day those i do i do miss that um i know daniel was the one that showed me how to check in basically contact contactless you know via my my phone which is fantastic i think i'm going to do that from now on um and check out without ever interacting with anybody ever again uh, maybe that's not such a good thing but <laughs> <laughs> um but it certainly makes life a lot more convenient um you know and then you you walk into these hotel rooms they you know we stayed at a reputable chain which is a chain we've stayed at before and and you know the remote control is covered which means they, conceivably, sanitized, sanitized it. it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> in, in, one ho- in one hotel, that we stayed at. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: You could use your phone app instead of using the remote control. You can use your phone app to control the television, which I thought was kind of cool.
1: And of course, Daniel tried that because he didn't want to touch anything.
2: No. Well, <laughs> I did do that because I thought it was cool. But I, I did use the remotes in other hotel room. First.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: So, um, but it's been an intre- it's been it's been an interesting experience best part about it, at least for me, is that we've had some really good stories and uh, you know those will be out for measure as you were saying in the upcoming season.
1: Well, I was going to say we learned a lot about how people are viewing this crisis and like the three of us and like you at home, people may have Slightly different views. Nobody knows what's going to come of it, so people are making predictions, how long it's going to last, will it be like this very long? I would have said in March, this would never have still been going on like this in July if someone made me bet, but here we are. Um, And I guess it shows we can still go about our business and do our work, Um, you know, despite all this. I hope it doesn't stay like this for very long, but I guess we can still at least do some normal reporting, pretty much. And to uh, preview a little bit of what we're talking about, we're researching stories on the border, as I often do. You know, I like to come to the southern border and just with no agenda see what's going on and do some reporting on that. We're working on legalization of marijuana. We've covered that story in Colorado. We're now covering it in California. We're doing a story on the dispute over high state and local taxes, whereas the federal government has capped that deduction, so high states, high tax states like California, New York are very excited about that. Um, Anyway, we've just done a lot of really fascinating reporting. It's been fun, interesting to learn. Hoping to make a trip to Europe still because there's a lot of stories we want to do in Europe. Yes, always love that, but of course, because of all this, we've had to postpone that trip. Maybe we will get there, I don't know. Maybe we'll get there in the fall sometime to update on a lot of the cool things we've done. Anything else you want to say to wrap up as we end this trip, Ryan?
3: Uh, As we're driving up the road, I can smell the hand sanitizer in the back seat. Yes. (laughs) And
1: the window, when he rolls it down, Uh, makes that uh, (laughs) noise.
3: (laughs) But, I will say that, uh, and I'll go on the record saying that Daniel has made this trip, uh, even though we're dealing with all of these obstacles. You know, they're not great obstacles, they're not amazingly big obstacles, but he's made this trip a lot easier by the planning um, and the people he's gotten,
1: well, you know, us close to. That's what good, great producers yes, do. Yes, it's, it's not easy to line this stuff up, I mean, a lot of times I get to say, here's what I'd like to do or who we'd like to talk to, and, you know, Daniel makes it all work on a schedule. He gets the people to agree to do it if there's someone we don't know. And makes them comfortable. And I always say, somehow Daniel helps me get interviews that I don't think I would otherwise get. Because sometimes when I ask, I get a no, but Daniel, for some reason, they'll say they'll say yes to Daniel. Do you have any final thoughts? Daniel? My final
2: thoughts is that I think you guys are both good travel partners. And I, <laughs> I enjoy traveling with you all and doing stories and uh, and the laughs that are not on not part of the story. So they're always fun too. Um, you put a practical joke on Brian want one point. Should we tell a practical joke? No, no, no. No. What happens in California stays in California. All right, I'm just
1: going to allude to it. I won't tell the detail. Okay. But now that we said it, we have to kind of we we shot for our legal pot story. We shot people smoking pot, like a lot of pot, on a podcast, a podcast, Uh doing a taste test. And I do not imbibe in the marijuana, the Mary Jane. And Daniel does not either. I'm not even speaking to private. I don't, Okay. I don't. But we're in the room and there's a lot of smoke. And part of me wondered like, do I get high if I just smell the smoke, even with the mask on? So we were around a lot of that. And when we left, I said to Daniel, do you feel funny or high? And he's like, no, do you? And I said, no. And then I said, well, would we really know if we were? <laughs> Maybe being high means you don't know you're high. <laughs> and we kind of played it what we thought was a trick on Ryan, which may actually prove we were high. We pretended to be high for like an hour. And there is anyway. there's video. <laughs> anyway, uh, mm-hmm. that was the practical joke. That's, that's what we do on the road, You, you know? had me going. You <laughs> had me going. So thanks, guys, and thanks to all of you for listening. Watch our reruns throughout the summer because I bet you didn't catch all the episodes, and there's great reporting that's not on thing you keep hearing day in and day out on the rest of the news. And we will see you for season six in the fall.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and I hope you'll consider sharing it and subscribing to this and my other podcast, the Cheryl Ackeson Podcast. Do me a favor, we're getting closer to publication of my new book. It's called Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. If you support independent, free-thinking journalism, please consider pre-ordering the book now on Amazon or anywhere you'd like to order, Slanted. It's a great Christmas or holiday gift or stocking stuffer. If you order it now, it will be delivered to you in late November. Do your own research. Make up your own mind. Think for yourself.